Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. This is episode three of a spin-off series, which started on Twitter as hashtag EnglandWatch. And this is episode three of hashtag EnglandWatch, the cricket podcast. And today... We're taking a deep dive. We're going down another level. And this is something we've been looking at wanting to do for a while, but it's trying to sort out what the farm system, what the prospects look like for England cricket in each position. Because so many people talk about this guy or that guy. This guy scored 100 on Saturday. Surely he's got to be in England contention. And we're going to try and give you the 10 best openers that are England eligible in county cricket today so Mm. we can start to build out the depth chart. Rich, exciting times, mate. First of many depth chart conversations around English cricket. I like it. And, and what could be more fun than looking at England openers? I mean, who hasn't <laughs> just had joy over the years with English open? Te- well, we're talking about test openers, obviously, aren't we? We're Red Bull tragics over here. So, yeah, the joy of England openers. We've got some retreads in this list, haven't we, that we're going to be rattling through. We've got some young fellas as well. It's exciting. Let's do it in a minute. Yeah, when it, you're ready, it's pretty good. Rush. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. There's four under 25s in this list, and it's very easy to say there could have been more. We have had to make some calls, but to start with, we'll give you the, the crux of what we're working with. One, they've got to have played a minimum of 15 innings batting at number one or number two in the county championship over the last four seasons to be eligible mm-hmm. for this list. Um, there are noticeable emissions thrown into the mixer as part of that. And one guy who has started the 2022 season like it is hot, Ben Compton, <laughs> he misses out. He's opened yeah. seven times. Seven times. Um, 11 times now, including this season. But out mm. of them, Rich, three back-to-back, back-to-back-to-back centuries over the, over yep. the first two weeks of the season. It's not a bad uh, few innings to add to the list, though, is it? It's not. He would, um, he'd be ranking pretty high on this list if he was at 15 <laughs> innings. But I don't think three innings is enough to quantify whether he's going to be good enough to make the step up to, to play for England in the future. The other one who has been absolutely exceptional, and I'm going to get into the breakdown of what performance plus and performance stats are, but Alistair Cook 
ranks incredibly highly in seventh overall in terms of performance pluses and opening in county championship cricket across the last four years. He's retired. So we can't, as much as we'd want to go back, Rich, we can't go back to him. Absolutely. And like we keep saying as well, we still haven't replaced Andrew Strauss, so he is also ineligible for this list. Uh, what's Truscothic doing? Is he free? <laughs> he might be part of the coaching setup soon. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, pr- he probably will be, mate. Sat there having his Murray mints, shining Ooh, the ball. No comment. Um, no so comment. I'm going to give you some breakdown stats. Essentially, what we're working off is a three-year rolling average to ascertain what an average county championship opener looks like. And because of the the runfall that is 2022, the opening three-year rolling average is 34. If you average less than 34, you're below average. If you average above 34, guess what? You're above average. Same as balls per dismissal. The average balls a batsman opening the batsman would face is 73. He'll score less than 10 in innings every 36% of the innings, and he'll score over 50 every 22% of the innings. So if you're above on all of those things, hey, guess what? You're a pretty good cricketer and you're doing pretty well. What you do is you divide how the player's actually doing, what his stats look like by that, times it by 100, and what you end up with a stat is called performance plus. 100 being, Ooh. hey, they are a bang-on county championship average batsman. Anything above that, they're doing pretty well. So it's very easy to rank them on a performance scale of how they're doing. But what we're going to break down is uh, why why we've got different lists and Ooh. why Zach Crawl is the 21st best opener in the country but is currently opening the batting for England? There's a question to start with, Rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think with this list, isn't it? We, you've got all your stats, which Rob loves stats, people, as you know. You're so lucky to have him. Um, so we've got we, number one and number two, spoiler, massive spoiler, but we have to say that that is the two England openers. Yeah. Because what else can we, where else can we put them, guys? They are the team, they are the incumbents, they are the people in the positions. So we will get to them last in this list, won't we? Zach Crawley and Alex Lees. Doesn't matter where they are in Rob's stats, they are one and two. I don't think that's ruining the story. We've, we've, we've got from number 10 down to number three, haven't we? And they're the important ones in some respects, aren't they? We need to know who is the next ones, the next cabs off the ranks. Exactly. They're your starters, mate. You look at your depth chart, one and two, they're your starters who's in. Yeah. And who, who's the next cab off the rank? So, Rich, mm. let's kick into it. And we've we've got a tied 10th. So we both did yeah. our list and combined them to mm. come up with a 1 or 10. But we actually ended up with 11 players in our 10-man list. Um, yeah, Rich, start us off. Start us off. Yeah, well, we have a joint, don't we? We have a joint. Sam Robson, he of ex-England fame, born in Paddington, Sydney, New South Wales. 32 now, isn't he? The middle section. Um, he is joint 10th with Ben Slater. Nottinghamshire, not Hasib Hamid. It's his partner, Ben Slater. Um, he is he's not a young fella either, Rob, 30-year-old, out about a career average of 33, getting on to 6,000 test runs, uh, test runs, 6,000 first-class runs. Sam Robson, as I said, he's 32. Um, he's got himself seven test matches under his belt, 176 first-class appearances, 11,000 runs. What to, You tell me about it. You get your stats out, Rob. Get your stats out. Let's have a look. I think rationale... I'm going to start with Ben Slater. Ben Slater is, he ranks 10th on this list, but right. Okay, so what you've got is you've got 18 counties. You've got to find players that's played a minimum of 15 innings and are England eligible. So that narrows down the list of what you're going with. Ben Slater is a county championship average player, Rich. He, he, just, yes. he just is. His performance plus that- is bang on 100. I was going to say, and I don't think that's a rude thing to say. That's not a bad thing to be because, you know, the way county cricket is, and even test cricket, we've got a lot of below average. 
players out there, haven't we? So that's exactly, exactly. And you're right; it's it's not a bad thing. His average is pretty much on point, but he's had an interesting journey to get to this point. Um, Averaging 39 before a move to Knotts, where he had a really good 2019. 2020 fell off the cliff. Now, 2020 was a funny year because of COVID. Anyway, there was less games. Some people shined, some people didn't. He did pretty poor. He went out to Leicestershire on loan, averaged 49, came back to not, scored a load of runs in 2021, averaged 39. So he's a player on the rise at the moment, Ben Slater. Mm. Yes, he's a little bit older, but there's four centuries thrown into the mixer. One is 150 plus. So he's mm. he's, a, he's just a good, solid county cricketer, in my opinion. And yep. Sam Robson actually ranks slightly above him in terms of performance plus. But we know a lot about him. Aussie born, England player, made the test grade, seven tests, 336 runs, an average of 30. Got found out like many a good player round about the off stump and analysing his technique. And, you know, he played his games against not quite as good an Indian team as what they are now, but also against a very good Australian team back then that was very, very hard to beat. But his, his record in county championship cricket is just wonderful. He's got 2,098 county championship runs. I don't talk first class so much because first class, mm. you might have scored 200 against a university. 2,098 county championship runs at an average of 37 with five centuries going back to the start of 2019. His average is really good. He also, <laughs> boring stat, but 27% of the time he gets out for less than 10, which is very, very good. So he can pat himself on the back. So I, I don't think... Sitting at number 10, these two are going to be playing for England. All we're saying is, at number 10 at the moment, we think they're part of a 10-man depth chart and may fluctuate depending on how they go over the next year or so. Absolutely. You you never know, do you? Injuries, form, retirements, they could get themselves up there. Who knows one day? You just never know what people's performance is going to be. But when they get to that sort of age of 30, 32, we're probably hitting the ceiling, aren't we, of what they are, or at least we know what they are. Um, let's get on to number nine and we've finished joint 10. We're into it now, Rob. We're into number nine. Rob Yates, 22-year-old opener, uh, local lad for Warwickshire, left-hander. He's played 34 games now first class. Rob might not think that they all count, but I think they do. Uh, 1,689 runs, 31-32 average at the moment for him. Got himself on the England A-tour, didn't he? So he's certainly in the thoughts of the selectors. So the, the ex-selectors, sorry, they might think he's higher on this list, but we've got him at number nine. Why? Good question. One, England think highly of him to bring him forward and put him in the England lines above people like Tom Haynes, who had an excellent 2021. Did score 793 runs at 37.76 in the county championship. Four tons, 17% of his innings were a century. Putting that in context, 7% was the county championship average for an opener during last year. So he's, he's way above that in terms of what he was able to go and achieve. There are question marks um, when, I, when I look at him. So during this time, 922 runs in 31 innings, opening the batting. He's played more, he's batted in different positions. Average of 32. So his average is below county championship average, but he's above it in terms of, hey, when he gets in, he does score hundreds very often. He can be quite hard to dismiss at times. One question mark fizzing around at the moment I've got is he gets out to the straight ball a hell of a lot. 50% of the time he's out, bold or LBW, which is something... Uh, without breaking it down into a year-by-year basis, could be a concern of someone that can't play the straight ball, particularly when they play against a greater level of opposition. But he he does look a good player. He's he's calm. He's got good temperament. Methodical technique is what I wrote down from when I've been watching him. 
And mm. he's young. He's got plenty of time on his side. He's only 22 years old. He bats lefty. He's a good player. He's going to score runs again in county, uh, county championship cricket this year. And you know what? Come the end of the year, he might be a hell of a lot higher in the list or depending an absolute meltdown at the top of the England order, could find himself getting a phone call. Absolutely. There's, no, there's a very high chance or high probability that we're seeing him in England colours sooner rather than later, isn't it? Um, he's also batting a three a little bit now as well, isn't he? Or he has done over the years. So that's something that we need to think about as well because England, obviously, it's not just the openers we have that problem with. Depending on where Mr. Root wants to put to bat, number three has been a problem for us. So if an opener can also bat three, I don't think that's a bad problem to have. And it's another another little string to your bow, isn't it? Let's get to number eight then. We have Hassan Azad, Pakistan born, but he plays for Leicestershire now. Um, really talented player. He, he's come to the game a little bit late, didn't he? Came through Nottinghamshire, gone through Loughborough, a bit of Lincolnshire, but now he is firing at first class. 43 first class games, two and a half thousand runs, an average of 40. I don't say that very often anymore. Hassan Azad, very, very talented player. One where hopefully the stats will tell a story, but also one for me, the story is if he played somewhere else, I think he's getting a hell of a lot more conversation around England. I think uh, you, you, you can't be more wrong, mate. His stats do tell a good story. I can't be more wrong. Um, over, over the course <laughs> of the last few years, 1,748 runs, an average of 40. Putting that in context out of people that's eligible, there's only five or six players that average over 40 during that time. Um, 2020 and 2021 saw slight downturns, but 2022, he's bounced back. He's already had a double hundred and a 50 thrown in to the mixer. Why do I like him? One, he came through Pakistan. He's dogged. He works hard. He played in great company playing Pakistan in the 15s with the likes of Babra Azam as his captain. He gets out balls per dismissal every 99 balls, putting that in context to where we were in terms of uh, opener average that is about 30 higher than than what it was originally. So that's that's really good stuff. It does get out. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be fair on people here and analyze stats going, what did they do well? What did they do bad? He can get out early, often. 39% of the time he's out. That's four in six innings. Sorry, four in 10 innings. He's going to be on his way back less than 10. But his 50 plus per innings is really good. His 100 plus per innings is 50% better than county championship average. Um, he's just a really solid player. I've ranked him in terms of performance ranking at number eight, and he's number eight in our ranking as well. Mm. But he's essentially 26% better than a county championship average opener during the last four years. And that's pretty strong statement to make about your game. Yes, there can be runs at Leicestershire, but Leicestershire are a poor team and generally you've got your backs against the wall and you're playing with a lot of pressure. So I I think we've been in high on him for probably a few years now, Rich. Mm. When we it, Sorry, particularly the last year when we came back, started mm. the podcast after a year or so off. We sat there and we said, who's going to open for England? And we both put Azad's name on that list. He's now 28. Another few big scores, mate. He's putting himself mm. right up this list and getting in contention for the summer. Yeah, Hassan. I mean, Hassan Azad can see the future because he knew that we were going to be talking about him because he followed me on Twitter about five years ago when he was still not Loughborough, etc. So he knew, he knew he was going to be singing his praises and uh, long, long may it happen. Um, he's 28. He's got time, hasn't he? I, I really like him. He's, he started the season pretty well with 150, uh, 66 in the last game. So he continues that form. He is just, he is consistent. He's just dead solid, isn't he? Um, and I do think he deserves more conversation. But this is the thing. You're in a, you're in a, the blind spot, aren't you, of the likes of Leicestershire, Derbyshire, Sussex. Those counties are 
absolute blind spot. Let's keep rattling on seven. He of recent England opening, Hasib mm. Hamid, Nottinghamshire's opener, once of Lancashire. Uh, the boy wonder, wasn't he? He went across with England when he was about 19, uh, did fantastically well. Had one of the worst runs in first class week you could possibly imagine. But the fact that he came back shows me the minerals that this guy has. Um, there's more to come for me from Mr. Hamid. He's still he's only averaging 25, but when you actually line that up against some of the current England players or some of the others who are higher rated, that's still not a bad average, which is crazy to say. Um, Hatib Hamid, Rob, he is to blame for the Ashes, basically. That's how I took it. Because <laughs> that is what people have only, you believe. He, is, he basically was the only player, wasn't he, just about, that was dropped from oh, the Ashes. Milan squad. as well. Oh, yeah, Milan. Burns. It's all... It's all well, yeah, but that Anderson Broad. <laughs> to be fair, David Milan was recalled. Uh, sorry, yeah, Milan. Was, yeah. Rory Burns was recalled by the end of the series, right? Yeah. So that's another thing altogether. But it was all Hasib Hamid's fault. I think he's got a future. Tell me why. Yeah, I, I do as well. It's the fact that he's got so much experience, mate, and been through so much turmoil. Mm. You know, good patches, bad patches, brought into the team for Bangladesh, was it 2017 or somewhere around there? It might have been 2016. I actually think Ben Duckett might have been on that tour, but that's a, that's a different mm, conversation yeah. before we pour pints on people. Um, Hamid, he's good, and he was great in 2021. We've got to remember mm. that. That's his most recent yeah. body of work before going into Test Match Cricket, and he was exceptional. He was probably the best opener in county championship cricket last year. His runs mm. might not have been the most, but the amount of time that he was batting was on that Dom Sibley level of just consistency of being able to grind out innings. He went into the test arena and he, to be fair, when they played against India, he looked pretty good. He, him and Burns yeah. seemed to have a, a bit of a rapport going on. Great running between the wickets, a bit of yep. positivity. But we saw him get ground down quite mm. a lot. He'd get in a little bit and then get stuck. We saw him get in a little yep. bit and then get stuck. And his stats in county championship cricket actually echo that over the last four years. He's got a 107 performance plus rating, so 7% better than county championship uh, opener on average. His average is better than that. His balls per dismissal is better than that. His 50 plus is great. It's less than 10, getting out less than 10. That's above that. But it getting over the milestone and getting to 100 is 5% less than league average. So mm. that's... That's essentially what we saw in Test Match Cricket because if you think the innings he had, particularly against India, he looked so good and then would get stuck. There was one time, this one time at Bank Camp against Australia, <laughs> there was one innings where he did look really good and mm. got stuck. So there's still yeah. hurdles to go through to be the end version of Hasib Hamid, the, the cricketer, the first-class cricketer, potentially the Test Match cricketer. But I think we're big supporters, not just of Hamid, but the fact that people can get better at cricket and just yeah. because they're called up to the test match, that's, you know, you've been called up to the show. That's great, but it doesn't mean you're ready. And it doesn't mean that the time is right. And his time might be right again in a couple of years. And he might be 28 going into test match cricket after 12 years experience of, of, of being in this game and be twice the player he is now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we might never have found King level um, Ian Bell if we hadn't have kept giving him opportunities. The yeah. man was dropped on a number of occasions. He's always someone I like to point back to because there were a number of times he was discarded and you thought, well, that's it for Ian Bell. Legend of a player. Love the guy. Um, Hasim Hamid, he will come back, but you're absolutely right. Those innings where he got bogged down, you sat there watching it. You feel, you feel like you're watching one of your relatives back, you know, not when you're so heavily invested. And he just kept getting bogged down. You're like, come on, get running, get running again. Yeah. 
he's got to work on that, hasn't he? It's not just runs. It's not just runs. I don't want to see him get 40 and 50 every week and have a nice average that we can look at and go, oh, look at the wonderful average he's got. He needs to go on and make big scores. He needs to get through. And he needs to show that those innings are fluid. It's not quick 20, 30, and yeah. then dot ball fest for the next hour. He does go off he quick, doesn't he? Those yes, first he can, like 20, 30 yeah. balls, he gets yeah. to 20. Yeah. And obviously, because we're watching lots a bit more of the last game, so when he was run out for 34 from James Wales' boot, you, um, he, he was looking great. He really was looking great. You, you, anyone who's not sure, go and see if you can, go and have a little look at his innings. He was driving the ball like anyone, as good as anyone I've seen for a very long, uh, long time. So let's have a look at who's next anyway, Rob. We're on to Jake Libby. We are, I've lost count. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're in number six now. Jake Libby, Worcestershire opener. 29. Where's he gone? Where's the time gone? Uh, Devon born, Plymouth born, what a fine place that is. Um, yeah, really talented player. I'm not just kind of wanting to keep saying about Knotts, but he did play at Knotts for a number of years. Yeah. And he opened and he did okay. He was average. And I think the stats, if you want, if you did go back and look at it, would show that he was average. He made the move and he's been brilliant. It, it's just gone from strength to strength, hasn't he, since then. 76 games he's got in first class now, 4,278 runs overall, an average of about 35 in his career. He's been spoke about a lot. He's got a lot of fans. He's got the fan club, hasn't he? But again, he doesn't get spoken about when it comes to England. Hmm. Wonder why that is. Um, you know, I don't know why he's not been part of the conversation. He's not been on the Lions tour. I, I just don't get it. Because again, this is someone who's who's got a bit of mental stability and hard yak thrown into the mixer. Because it's not all been sunshine and rainbows for the guy. He did all right at North Ants back in 2016 on loan. Played at Knotts, you're right, 1,924 uh, runs at an average of 27. Never kicked on, never really was the guy. Moved mm. to Worcestershire and he's he's been an absolute dream. And his stats over the last four years are just incredible. 1,749 runs, an average of 49. The things that stick out. So let me tell you this, his... Adjusted average. Adjusted average is takes into consideration the grounds that you've been playing at and removes runs if you're playing on something that's ultra batter friendly. Mm. He's 44% better than league average there. He's 39% better than mm. league average at balls per dismissal, 48% better at 50 plus, uh, 100% better than league average of not getting dismissed for less than 10. That mm. is incredible. Only 18%. So less than two innings out of 10, he's going to get a real big fail thrown into the mixer. But his 100 plus is exceptional. He's got five centuries thrown into 39 innings, 55% better. He's scoring at 13, 14% a century um, out, of, out of 100 innings. So I'm, I just can't speak highly enough of him. On a performance factor, purely based on county championship cricket, Rich, I had him ranked at number three. Mm. But We've moved him down to number six, given that Zach Crawley and Alex Lees is one and two. Can he be higher? Yes. Why isn't he yes. higher? I can't really give you an answer other than the people that are above him in this list, I feel, are more likely to get called up for England tomorrow. And yeah. irrelevant if Jake Libby goes and yeah. scores averages 60 this year. I still don't think it's going to change the dial on what England think of it. And I don't know Abs why. Absolutely, Rob. We're getting into that top five now, aren't we? And I think what, what you're saying is when we're, when we're doing this list, you're putting together who you rate, but you're also sprinkling in there with who you think 
will be uh, going forward as well. And that shows up more so, I think, as we get towards this, into this top five. And two of those players, as I'm sure you're going to know, one of them, Dom Sibley, they could average 40. And a bloke averaging 60, they'd still go, ah, oh, but he's scoring runs at New Road in Worcester. Yeah. It's not the same. It is the same. They're runs. They're runs. So, Dom, but let's get onto it. We've spoiled it a little bit. Dom Sibley at number five. Um, 26. He's still a young fella. 26. Did we know that Dom Sibley was 26? I thought he was older, mate. I thought he probably had a nine at the end of that 20. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's not, not, uh, not 27 until the end of this summer. Um, he's a really good player. First class wise, nearly 6,000 runs in over 101 matches. The man has played a lot of cricket. Uh, 22 test matches, just over 1,042 uh, runs, 133 high score of an average of 28.94. It's not that bad, but that's because we've got conditioned to seeing these lower scores as being okay, because that's what we're comparing it to now. It used to be 40, and now we're thinking nearly 29's average. <laughs> it's not really, is it? Um, he, he, he it got to the point where he closed off half a field and he decided he wasn't playing a shot over there. It just, his time was up for England, wasn't it? It had to be, yep. but he's still there or thereabouts. He's still got a lot of people wanting him to be in the England team. Does he deserve to get back in the picture, Rob? And will he? Uh, great question. He's faced one ball this year and he got out to Reese Topley, chopping on with his Chucky head mouth. on leg stump, bat outside off stump. And, um, you know, you, you, you can't. I've said at the start, <laughs> you can't take 2022 isolation. I will not take Dom Sibley chopping <laughs> on first ball in isolation. That's what happens in cricket. <laughs> and for context, Dominic Sibley, between 2019 and 2022, this four-year period I'm talking about, the best performance-ranked player on this list. He has been absolutely brilliant. Came in in 2018, sorry, 2018, scored 770 runs at an average of 37, four centuries. You talk about things that really matter to this England selection. If you can average 40, okay, just saying 40 for a random number. Mm. But if you can score centuries, it makes people listen. And he mm. scored four centuries. 2019, 1,324 runs at an average of 69. Five centuries. They're incredible numbers. A 159 balls per dismissal and a 43 strike rate. 43 strike rate, yes, below league average, but not as bad as what we saw from Hamid and Sibley playing test cricket. So he's he's been exceptionally good. He's got a performance plus rating overall of 170, 70% better than a, a league average county championship opener. Um, what can you say? 1,792 runs, an average of 56 a uh, hundred plus every twenty three percent. Twenty three percent of his innings um, were out less than ten. And sorry, he scored a century every fourteen percent of his innings. That's up there with what Jake Libby was doing, and he got two double centuries in that mix. Again, what are you talking about? You're talking about someone scoring centuries. You're talking about someone scoring big daddy centuries. No one scored more double centuries than Dominic Sibley during this time. It's He's just, he's just a great play. He just didn't work at test match cricket for him now. And that's purely mm. down to technique and going and playing elite-level cricket against elite-level bowlers and getting found wanting. But again, you come back to how old is he? He's 26. There's, you know, eight, nine years left in the tank uh, for, mm. a, you know, potentially playing top-level test cricket mm. and things like that. He's gone away. He's tried to work on his game. Pre-season, we've seen him scoring more fluently and looking good. I'm sure he's got a big score around the corner, and I'm mm. sure England are waiting for him to do it because they, they really like him. And just because he's been dropped when he did 
they didn't want to drop Dom Sibley. They invested time, effort, resources in Dom Sibley to be the mm. opener for the Ashes. Yeah, it didn't absolutely. Work out. He may yeah. be the opener for the next Ashes. That's it. it would, the door is certainly not closed on him. Like Hasib Amin, still got a young young guy. He can still come back in. The same argument goes. I'm not as big a fan of Sibley because just aesthetically, I don't see him in the same way as a player. Um, and I, I think if our middle order can get itself uh, in gear, I'm saying being very polite in how I use my words there, then we don't need these blockers. And Sibley's more than a blocker, don't get me wrong, but we don't need these players that are there predominantly and firstly to... Yeah. Um, to occupy the crease and take the shine off the ball. We should be there trying to score some runs as well, as is now the way in world cricket in test match, uh, test match level. Um, let's keep it moving, Rob. We've got two more players before we get to the incumbents of Lees and Crawley. And the next man is Tom Haynes, number four. Now, there's certainly some sense being talked uh, from our fine uh, listeners who obviously talk sense because they, they, they know stuff, they listen to us. Um, and one person in particular, uh, you might be able to give us a name, but I, I can't remember, but Tom Haynes, Make, don't pick him England this year. Give him a, a year in this competition. Yeah. Let him captain Sussex. It will be the best for him and for England in the long run. And I couldn't agree more. But as Rob said, we can't guarantee anything with England because if it all goes pear-shaped and people stop scoring runs and one or two injuries, he'll probably find himself in. Although he wasn't on a, the uh, Lions tour over the winter, which I still find perplexing. But anyway, Tom Haynes, 23, diminutive left-hander. I do like that. I feel you've got to put those together, haven't you? That's going to be forever Tom Haynes. He's going to be like gritty Dean Elgar. Um, he's got himself 36 games so far, 2,365 runs, an increasing average of 37.5, high score of 243 the other day. Um, this is a player absolutely on the up and one that we need to be watching very, very closely. We do, mate. He, he's ranked this high for a reason. His performance ranking is actually number four as well. He came away with a performance ranking of 139.46. I will share this spreadsheet at the end so everyone can Oof. see it on the screen. There's something to look forward to. Someone's going to share Excel with you. Um, 139 Oof. performance ranking, 40% better than league average. It's it's incredible. The, the, I made a few notes on him, actually, because I've watched so much of him playing. And the, all I've wrote is Tom Haynes, 23 future England player. He's fourth on our mm. list for a reason. He may get a chance this year. Um, if it's not this year, I don't want to. I don't know. Actually, know where we're touring next year off the top of my head during the winter. Yeah. But I don't want him to go and play somewhere rough, have a bad time, and get pressure on at the start of the season. Maybe yeah. a year or so away, he'll gain a lot for being captain at his um, at his county to see him yeah. going. But last year was amazing. This year is amazing. And again, Rich, it's, it's those things where you go, are they meaningful things? Yes, they are. He's got two scores above 150 now. One of them is a double century. The only thing, sorry, another thing that I wrote is actually that there's been a change of his approach batting as well. He scored a, a lot of boundaries. He scored a really high percentage of his runs as, a, as in boundaries. I'm not sure on the exact percent off the top of my head. It's about 55% of runs come in boundaries. His was really high. That started to come down this year and his average and productivity has gone up. So what you're probably seeing is a guy maturing and mm. learning about the mm. art of batting long and batting good and uh, becoming a more solid player. Those question marks, is he loose outside off stump? Everyone's a bit loose somewhere in some regard. Dom Sibley mm. is very loose in, you know, just dogged front foot defence and you'd like to see him be loose in different ways. So everyone's got their own <laughs> restrictions to live with. And, you know, I looked at that, but then if you look at the 
tweet that Sussex shared or LV County Championship shared about him playing last week when he scored 243. I'm just watching him off the back foot, the front foot, no foot, just absolutely lacing the ball through cover, mate. And I look at that and I'm like, he's in. Like, just yeah, let the guy back. It. He does get out caught a lot. 68% of the time he's caught, which is above average. But incredibly for him, or I I think it's quite incredible, only 14% of them go to the wicketkeeper. Now, getting caught behind for an opener, mm. the average is 24. So he's way down on that. And likewise, you made a fantastic point the other day, Rich, when you said, does it matter where you get out if you're averaging 89 this year? <laughs> I think that's valid. <laughs> I think it's valid. And also, yeah. look at it as a positive. If he's not getting if he's getting caught that many times, it means he's not bold in LBW. He's not sat there plonking his front, uh, front foot down the wicket and getting LB every week. I would rather a player get caught. At least you can correct that a little bit easier than playing around straight ones all day. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of people in Sussex are going to be sat there going, stop talking about Tom Haynes. Everybody stop talking about Tom Haynes. We want him here for another year. But there'll also be that little, pot, little one on their shoulder also saying, but I'd love to see him open for England. Yeah. Um, oh, one more thing I, on him. The body yeah. of work's getting good. 45 innings yeah. in the last four years, opening the batting. He gets mm. out less than 10, a just an incredible amount. Only 18% mm. he gets out less than 10. So we're talking Jake Libby, very similar numbers, mm. which is 200% better than league average for a county championship opener. So I feel, looking at that, someone that can get through the new ball is mm-hmm. a really good thing. And we've not seen a lot of it for England over a period of time. So it's not just all <laughs> flashing the pan. It's actually there's some rigour and some quality thrown in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Use the term once already. He's got minerals already. And I love the fact he's captaining. I love the fact that the county's yeah. given him an opportunity to captain. This is yeah. what we want to see. Potential England players coming through with experience as captains. And then we won't have this problem that we seem to have at the moment in the test side. Right. One more before we hit the two incumbents, Rob. Let's rattle through. Rory Burns, of course it was Rory Burns. You thought it might have been Nick Brown. You thought it might have been Chris Dent. Honourable mentions do go to those two players. Also for Chris Dent for having the best profile picture on Crick Info I think I've ever seen. Go and just type Chris Dent on Crick Info and have a look at his picture. He looks fantastic. There's a beard, there's a top-knot ponytail and there's Harry Potter glasses. What more (laughs) do you want on a profile picture? Whilst Rob's looking at that, Rory Burns, 31-year-old. We know what he is. 32 test matches, 1,789 runs. Only a high score of 133, and this is going to be the problem we look at. Three centuries, an average of 30.32. But in first-class cricket, 161 appearances, 10,875 runs, Rob. 219 not out, an average of over 41. 21 centuries. Rory Burns got in the England team through sheer weight of runs, not just for his flowing locks. And he also got in there because he was a decent player. But why is he not in there? Because the same problems are over and over and over again. He'll, he'll make a decent score, but then he'll get out in the same sort of way. Can he correct his technique? He's the next cab off the rank, as far as we're aware, uh, we, we believe, sorry. He'll be the next man back into the team because that's what England want. But has he sorted himself out and has he got a technique that can improve his stats in the test arena? It's, it's so frustrating, mate, because England, everyone spoke about wanting to pick him. You've got to pick this guy. Irrelevant how, how he looks. He is scoring so many runs year on year. It was like four or five years, 1,000-plus runs, that England had to select him. And then quite incredibly for a, for a unit that was failing for a long time and didn't select him, they had a really hard time dropping him. Um, he did end up getting dropped twice over the last few years. But the thing for me with Rory Burns, yeah, he got an Ashes century back in 2019, but there's three centuries in 32 test mates. That, that's not 
going to do it. That's it. like playing, mm-hmm. I, you, you can work out the maths. It's one every just over 10 test matches. Um, that basically means you're not going to score a century in the summer for England going on. And that's not quite going to cut it. But as a, a county championship player, I rank him fifth in performance plus with a 138.46. Um, very, very good at getting 50s um, and batting pretty decent and going fairly big. However, the one thing we've Mm. seen over the last four years compared to the previous couple of years when he was batting, he gets in, he gets to 50, scores 37% of the time, he goes and gets 50, which is great. That's 65% above league average, superb. But his 100 per innings, is actually pretty low. And in this time, he's only made three county championship centuries in the last four years, which pretty much ties in with his run with the England team. This is a little bit longer than that, but that is 9%, which is above league average, but only just. So it's it's almost like you're seeing the same things. It's just exacerbated into test match cricket where he can't quite get the conversion right. But he had no problem converting um, a a lot of the time when he was a little bit younger. You just... You know, you know, we've put him at three. We believe he's the next man in. If someone gets injured, you know, pulls a hamstring walking through the house or something crazy like that, we believe that Rory Burns will get the phone call to open against New Zealand. That's what we're saying. We're not saying it's the right thing to do, but that's where we believe England will go. My problem is, I've put, how does he get back in? What has he got to change? And essentially, if he call, goes into the New Zealand series after playing the, the Ashes... I, I want to see some runs, and that sounds stupid. I, I want to mm. see him go s- score some runs, and I want to see him play like Rory Burns of old, not like Rory Burns mm. of new. So I, and it's quite hard with a guy who's been prolific for a long time to go. So what? He scored championship runs. He's he's almost falling in that category where you, you know, if he scores some runs, like what does it matter? I've seen him score mm. runs. I know how good he is. I, I know he can knock around 75 mile an hour, but when the pressure's on and Mitchell Stark's bowling the first ball of the ashes, what are you going to do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A bit like what we spoke about, Hasif, I mean, go and make hundreds. That's what we're asking. We're not asking for your 40s and 50s. We know you can do that all day and all night. We need and hundreds. Just, just for context, this is Chris Dent. Uh, that's stunning. Honestly, that is a stunning image. I think that's brilliant. It looks like one of the, it looks like someone's put three different faces together. Um, but I can't talk with my dodgy barnet. There is a one and beard. Yeah, for those listening on the podcast, I've just pulled up Chris Dent on Crick Info. Please go check it out. It looks like the cleverest guy that's been it's on the cricket stunning. pitch for a while. And it's he shot the top man. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, honourable mentions go to those. People have named them when we've asked who would you put in there. Nearly 10,000 runs for Chris Dent, an average of 37. That's pretty good to me. Uh, Nick Brown got a bit of a bit of love as well, didn't he? Six and a half thousand runs nearly in 111 games. He's a vastly experienced quality county performers but for us they're, they're just not quite cutting that list are they um, yeah. and I'm sure there's one or two others that people would think maybe deserve to be sneaking in this top 10 so let's get through let's rattle through these last two we're pushing on a little bit longer than we were going to but Zach Crawley and Alex Lees are the men in position at the moment Zach Crawley England love Mr Crawley don't they they absolutely love him he's 24 England average 28.6 not ideal he's just over a thousand runs in 21 test matches at the moment with 200s He's very, very feast and famine, or feast or famine, isn't he, with his runs. Goes big, goes little. Um, Alex Lee's at the other end, the uh, the, the Yorkshireman, uh, now with Durham. Um, just the three test matches, 126 runs over the winter at an average of 21, but he's 131 games into his first-class career. 
getting on to seven and a half thousand runs with 18 centuries, a vastly experienced performer. Is this the combination going forward? What what might we see different? Will they, will the new um, setup potentially see Zach Crawley as more of a number three, a number four, number five? Or is he as opener? And Alex Lees, with the start he's had to this summer with 192, can he make sure that he nails down that spot this summer? I, I don't know. Questions don't know. everywhere. No yeah, answers. Okay. I'm going to start with. I'm going to start on Alex. In fact, I'm going to start with both of them. Most wow. of the guys that we've spoken about so far, Rich, get out court more often than not. That's mm. that's their thing. They get out court like a lot of openers. Mm. Crawley and Lee's rate above league average for getting bold in LBW, and you see that the way Zach Crawley plays. We've seen him bold quite a lot in Test mm. cricket because he goes so hard at the ball. Alex Lee, surprisingly, a, a really high Bolden LBW rate. So two players that play and get out differently to everyone else on this list, essentially, uh, minus Sam Robson, which I find confusing because I am swear I just watched him get caught behind hundreds of times for England in a few <laughs> games that he played. So uh, start with Alex Lee's. Alex Lee's, I rated at a 130 performance plus, which is great. Sixth best opener in county championship cricket over the last four years, 2,092 runs, an average of 43.58, and adjusted, I haven't got the adjusted average on that screen, but his adjusted average goes up even further because he's a better player. He plays at the Riverside, which is one of the worst batting grounds in the country. Mm-hmm. So he's done it hard a lot of the time. He scores 100, you know, he's got six centuries during this time, 42% better than county championship average, and the only thing I've got about Alex Lees, and I mentioned it on last year's County Championship preview podcast. You know what? I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday, but I'll tell you what we did on a podcast over a year ago talking yeah. about the County Championship Division 1, that he gets out less than 10 a lot. Um, in fact, mm. he's, he's online with County Championship average for an open. He's about 35%. He gets by on the fact that he's got 142 100 plus performance uh, rating. So he's really good at converting his starts into big runs. Zach Crawley, I ranked as the 21st best opener in England over the last four years in county championship cricket. Mm. Again, doesn't include test match cricket, these numbers. It's purely cold, hard facts based on numbers where they've been playing the cricket and how they've performed. I've got him as a performance plus rating of 98. So just below county championship. Um, what do we want to say about this? So his, his average is less than county championship average. His balls per dismissal is 20% less than county championship average. He gets out every 58 balls. That's not going to cut it, particularly when you're getting out bold and LBW a lot early doors. The thing that he does have is he gets to 50 quite nicely. Mm. Um, we've not so much seen that in England colours yet. We've seen two big like daddy hundreds and then not mm. really a lot in the mixer. Whereas county cricket career is a little bit different over the last four years. 44% above league average in terms of getting to 50 plus every 32% of his innings, mm. he'll get there. But his hundreds per innings is 6%. is less than league average. In fact, it's 29% less than league average with an average being 100. He's down here, 71. So... <laughs> I I keep coming back to I don't think Zach Crawl is an opener. Mm. I think England wants him to be an opener. Um, and I like the presence he has. I like the shots he plays. I like the attacking mm. mentality he has when it comes off. Australia, he looked great. 
Now, Pakistan, when he scored 200, he looked great. West Indies' first innings, first test, looked great. Next five innings of the test of test series, didn't even realise you were there, mate. I just saw your back coming across all wonky. Didn't It just doesn't feel the right thing to have his style of play going up against the new ball. And that's not saying it can't be done. Verinder Sawag was insane, put up incredible numbers for years and years, playing a different game to anyone else opening the batting, probably minus uh, Matthew Hayden who took a similar approach. David Warner is probably another one that takes a similar approach. I'm just not certain that he's the England opener for the future. I feel he may struggle early doors against New Zealand while they're over here. And then we're talking about his position in the team when actually I think the position in the team is valid and he does look like a test match cricketer. I just don't think he's a one or two. Fair enough, fair enough. I think let's wrap it up with final thoughts. Um, Zach Crawley... Let's say he finds his way in the middle order. Alex Lees, is he the right? Should he have been the next man? That's the first part of the question. And will he still be the opener as we get through this summer? Will we need two new openers if Zach Crowley does find himself in the middle order? I think Alex Lees was the right next person, to be fair. Yeah, I agree. Looking at age experience, he's 28. You could have bought in a Tom Haynes, but he's only 23. You could have bought in Jake Libby, but they don't like him. Um, Hasib Hamid had already been there. He's 25. And then you're getting down to your Hassan Azads or Rob Yates. Rob Yates yeah. is too young. So Azad, you never know. They might have sat there in a conversation going, Hassan Azad, yes, no. Mm. Alex Lees, yes, mm. no. But you just look at Lees and you, the numbers he mm. puts up are incredible. And the fact that he does it at Durham is equally more mm. incredible than he did it at Yorkshire before then, which again can be quite a difficult place to bat at times. Not quite mm. the old reputation it is. Mm. Yeah. Alex Lees, for me, is a really talented player. I, I remember watching him when he was a young fella at Yorkshire, uh, coming yeah. across the Trent Bridge, and he is ultra-talented, very easy on the eye. I don't think we've seen anywhere near Alex Lees in the test arena yet, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him go forward. I'd like to see him cement that place. Whether Zach Crawley is an opener is up for huge debate. I'd love to know what people's you know, thoughts are on that one, yeah. whether he should be slotted in at three or five or six, wherever, what's his best position. But I think Alex Lees is somebody we can go forward with and who knows who his partner is if Zach Crawley does drop down. Zach Crawley, I'm definitely unsure whether he is the opener for England long term, but he does look like a very talented player and it's clear that the England setup really, really like him. Will the new setup? That's yeah. the big question. Who knows? Yeah. You know, you know what, Rich? Mm. Talking through this in greater detail, mm. I think if they're going to pick someone else Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Crawley, Alex Lee's break a leg. Rory Burns comes in. Tom Haynes mm-hmm. doesn't come in. Oof. I think he'll be given more time. Dom Sibley yep. won't come in because he's not scored any runs. Yep. I think you go Hassan Azad or Jake Libby. And I think Hasim Hamid is way down the order again at the moment. I think he's got a lot of rebuilding to do, whereas Burns has got a few more test runs in the bank. Yeah, which I'm not even going to start myself on that conversation again. It's amazing how some players get 20 or 30 tests in a row and others only get about seven. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, just, to, just to finish off, for uh, those on the podcast, I'm just sharing my screen of the, the stats Ooh. database with performance stats. plus so you can see how we've ranked everyone during this time. Again, it takes everyone who's batted over 15 times as an opener in the last four years. A few other names just to shout out was uh, Tom Lamanby was on the list. He's age 21. He's a county championship average. He's got a performance plus of 100.415, but that is significantly pulled up by his 100 per innings rating. Mm. You talk of his average, his balls per dismissal, getting out less than 10, they are way Mm. down. So he's got a lot of work to do. He's not quite the player Mm. we thought when he scored those runs in the Bob Willis Trophy final. 
Nick Brown, we've touched on. Lewis Reese, who's done a, a decent job at Derbyshire, 20% less than mm-hmm. league average. Joe Weatherly scored runs first week of the season. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. unexpected runs, given how poor he's been over the last few yeah. years. So he's got a 76 performance plus rating, a long way to go. Kevin Peterson said Mark Stoneman should open for England. I completely disagree with that. He's got a 92 performance rating. We ranked him 27th in the country. A couple of young lads you want to keep an eye on is Jordan Cox at Kent. Exceptional player, great average, great pulls per dismissal. He's just got to go and convert and get some centuries. We've seen him. He's got a couple of centuries to his name now, but Mm -hmm. definitely a name for the future that might be further up this list. And Ricardo Vasconcelos, I can't oh, go without you, saying I it. I can't believe you you took that away from me. I thought you was going to go Ali Orr and let me say Ricardo Vasconcelos. Oh, said it. It's okay. You, you've on. said it. You've said it. I've just <laughs> wanted to say he's on this list, but he's down the list. And that's because, one, he's trying to become England eligible is our understanding. So he's a South African mm-hmm. on the list. list. Uh, Ian Holland's on the list way down in 24. Not quite sure what he's doing there. Um, obviously plays for America. And Ali Orr needs significant praise um, and notable omission. 20 years old, Ali Orr playing at Sussex alongside Tom Haynes, so he doesn't get the most fanfare. He's got a performance plus rating of 160. That's based on having an exceptional average, exceptional balls per dismissal. Um, Mm. The only thing letting him down is his 100 plus. And that's just a matter of time for him just to keep batting because he's got 706 runs from 18 innings an average of 39, um, he, he looks great. He, he looks really good. He just needs a little bit more time to get a bigger body of work and you might see people like him thrown into the mixer as well. Absolutely. I mean, first class at the moment, in 18 innings, he's got 105.50. So that's one in three, isn't it? He's going past 50. So the guy's got talent. What a lovely, lovely uh, situation they've got at Sussex at the moment with Haynes and Orr opening the batting. And I'm sure we'll be talking about one, if not both of them, uh, kicking on towards England recognition at some point. So so that's our list, Rob. I think we've done a pretty good job there. We've always go long and we've gone long again. Yes, of course, it was going to be half an hour, Rob. Of course it was today. Um, but I like the look of that. Does it make me feel any better and sleep uh, more soundly knowing what I've got as England openers? I'm not quite sure it does. Um, I think it just shows that how much of a huge question mark it is still over the top. And it's, we're still waiting for somebody, as I say, to replace Andrew Strauss, let alone Alistair Cook, and go and cement that place at the top of the order. I'll take exactly. one opener that locks it down at the moment. I don't need two. We need two, but I don't need two. I just want one <laughs> that I can hang my hat on. And maybe that'll make us feel better. And hopefully as we get into this new uh, new setup with a new coaches, whatever it might be, new captain, somebody does step up and lock in that spot. It sounds good. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, let us know, guys, who you think has missed out part of this conversation. I've shown you the list of people that's eligible, and you know, you might turn around and say Ben Compton should be on the list. He's not got enough innings to make my list. Need bigger bodies of work. So, and I think the other question is going, hey, we think England are going Burns next. Um, what do you guys think? Who do you think yeah. is the next cab off the rank? You can check us out. We're on Twitter as always at Leading Edge Pod, where Rich will be tweeting about England Watch each and every day that County Championship remember. action comes to a halt. <laughs> always good to see who these people are and how they're performing each day. And we're just very active. We're active people. So come and be <laughs> active with us and we will catch you guys next time.